is a Furnished Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talking Buds podcast. The Talking Buds podcast. About the buds, by the buds, for the buds. This is the Talking Buds podcast. Let's get all the important stuff out of the way first. Happy belated birthday, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And what a little weekend present I got from this hockey team on Saturday night. You are 25 years old. You're not a young man anymore. I'm sure some of the listeners are laughing at that comment, being like, you're an idiot. You are. You're on. You're halfway to 50. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe uh just think about that. Maybe I'll sign up for uh for a third goaltender spot on an NHL uh, team. You can probably get one. Maybe I'll be an emergency backup goalie for uh, another hockey team. I are don't you know. feeling Are you feeling better about your favorite hockey team tonight after the big uh, two points in Tampa Bay? No, I'm not. No, I'm you're not. not. I'm oh. not falling into this again. I'm I'm watching this game tonight. We'll get through all the other storylines, but we'll get right to it on this one. They played better. It's a it's a two points. You need the two points for the playoff race. But I'm not gonna come on here and blow smoke up their ass for an hour and be happy about a, a decent win. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be happy about just a decent win. They beat a really good hockey team tonight. They were as desperate as you could be. Totally under the gun. They needed a win. But I'm not gonna sit here and just be happy. For this whole episode. Like, I, I'm just not going to fall into the trap that's been the 2019-2020 season of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I tend to agree with you. Like, I thought they played better tonight. Um, I thought Matthews and Marner were absolutely nowhere to be found tonight. I thought Johnny stepped up and had a good game. Willie Nylander had the beauty goal between the legs goal. Uh, Jake Muzzin, before he left the game with the hand injury, looked good. Um so they had some guys who stepped up tonight, but yeah, I'm with you. We'll see what happens on Thursday night in Florida. Um, team that they haven't played very well against so far this season. But we would be remiss, Ryan, if we didn't give our take on one of the hottest stories in the world right now, David Ayers coming in as an emergency goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday night and picking up the W. Ryan, I have been, let's just say I started watching Maple Leaf hockey when I was five. Like, that's when I remember watching Maple Leaf hockey, starting to watch the Maple Leafs, okay? So it's like 26 years, all right? I have never, ever seen this fan base like it's been 
for the last 48 hours until this Tampa game tonight. Oh my God. Like there were people on Twitter yesterday viciously arguing with one another over whether music should be played at practice or not. That's where we got. Yeah, which is like we, we can we can That's talk the about level all that we extra stoop stuff. to. But give me your take on the David Ayer situation. I don't want to spend too much time on it because, like I said, it was a few days ago now, and it's like yeah, kind of couldn't passed. agree more. It's kind of passed, but just give me give me your quick uh, take on the David Ayer situation. I will watching it live. Like I felt so bad for the guy. Like I he he gets called in to a game on hockey night in Canada to play net for a team who's fighting for their playoff lives. And I'm just watching Rod Brandemore's face on the bench, and I'm like, oh, buddy. Like, what? what's going to happen? I, Jim Houston and Craig Simpson have to analyze a beer league hockey goaltender on a broadcast with millions of people watching. Yeah, pretty it's just, much. It's, it's totally... Good for the guy. Like, I'm really happy for him. Great story. He's getting his 15 minutes. Um, we Like, it's just a good story. But I think the NHL needs to totally, totally uh, come up with a new system for this. Because that is that was kind of embarrassing for the league, I feel like. Like, you're, you're a sport that you're trying to compete with the NBA, the NFL. Uh, you try to put yourself in that top four category. Y- you can't be having... Your your dad's buddy come in the net for a Saturday night hockey night in Canada game. Jim Brown from Keswick, your your buddy's dad is the backup goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes. Like you can't you can't be they gotta switch that up. I, I thought that was a bad look for the league. Because because well, I did agree like with his like comment yesterday that it was a no win situation. Like if the Leafs had come back and won, then everyone would have been up in arms about how they were playing a beer league goalie. Yeah, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. It's like it was it was kind of a no win situation. It's and it's not the fact that they lost to a beer league goalie. It's just like the effort and the 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 hard work that they put in after that he came in was non-existent. Like it was terrible, dude. They were getting beat for every puck. And I, I became a Carolina Hurricanes fan because that team played their asses off and did everything they could in front of that guy, forechecked, backchecked, the whole nine yards to make sure that they suck, could get a point or two points. And, man, like, they, it's just, again, it, the effort. Like, that's just the, that's the word. That's the word of the season, the, the, the effort. Yeah. Horrible. Effort and work ethic. And th- yeah, that's been the theme of the whole year. And it was on full display on Saturday. And it's like, this is why when you talk to some some older guys, like some guys have just given up watching on this hockey team because of stuff like this. Like, well, the, it's just, this it's is just actually crazy. Good, the work ethic effort uh, conversation is actually a good transition into what I w- really wanted to talk to you about. You and I haven't really talked about it. Since Saturday night, but I wanted to talk about Kyle Dubas's um, uh, press conference yesterday after the trade deadline and the Leafs didn't do anything yesterday. Um, They made a lot of their moves 
prior to the deadline, they made the deal for Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford a few weeks ago. They brought in this guy, Dennis Malgin, who, in my opinion, is just replacing Andreas Janssen with a worse version of Andreas Janssen. And I guess yesterday they signed Jake Muzzin to a contract extension. But I want to talk about Dubis and the things he had to say after the deadline had passed. And a couple of things that stood out to me was just, first of all, the way he looked. He looked like he's been through the ringer, man. Oh, like yeah. He, he did not... He did not look like the polished Kyle Dubas that we've come to see. He didn't look bad, but he just, he looked like he hadn't slept in a few days. And he was asked about what's going on with the team and the effort and the work ethic. And a couple things stood out to me. Firstly, he said, he, he, he was like, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. So he's like kind of putting the onus on the players there. And I'm kind of like, okay, all right. At least he's being honest about that. But then he said something else, Ryan. And this, like, this just this just got me. He started talking about growing pains. And I'm just like, what the hell was three years ago against the Washington Capitals? What the hell was two years ago against the Boston Bruins? And what the hell was last year against the Boston Bruins, if not growing pains? So, like... You're telling me that Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, etc., who have been in the league for a few years now and have gone to the playoffs three straight years still need to grow and mature as professionals? Yeah, that's what he's saying. It's exactly what he's saying. And it's watching him like squirm out of that hole was kind of hard to watch. Like listening to like yeah, his pupils were just dilated. Yeah, like, it just yeah. looks like like he's exhausted. Bags under his eyes. He yeah. looks like he hadn't got a haircut. His normal yeah. little dubious haircut that he always rocks. Like it, it just hearing him try to just. Oh, I don't know what the problem is. It's like ooh, like you're in a tough spot, bro. Like well, yeah, because what's he gonna say? In fairness to him, like what's he gonna do? He's gonna he's gonna come out and be like. Yep, we're giving up on this team. We're giving up on this core while they're still in a playoff spot. It's like, no, he's not going to do that. But, and no one wants to say it. So I'm going to say it right here and now. You know what the problem with this hockey team is, Ryan? These guys are more interested in who they're meeting for a drink after the game and where they're partying, whose place they're partying at post-game than they are the actual game. And they're all a bunch of kids in their early 20s. And like, yes, Tavares is older, whatever. So we'll exclude John Tavares from this. They're all a bunch of kids in their early 20s who have millions of dollars. And we've talked, since Sheldon Keefe said it a few weeks ago, we've talked about maturity a lot on this podcast, who aren't mature enough Get past all of that. And you know what? I would love to sit here and rag them for that. But if I was a 22-year-old kid and just signed an $11 million contract and was treated like an A-list celebrity everywhere I went in this city and had everyone wanting to party and hang out with me, I would struggle too. And that, in my opinion, is what the problem is here. Full stop. And you haven't surrounded them with the types of leaders like 
we talk about Johnny all the time. Johnny is not the type of guy who's going to stand up and galvanize the room, okay? Get in someone's face. Jake Muzzin, maybe, but his play until tonight before he got hurt didn't really back it up. So what the hell is he going to say? Do you agree with this take? Yeah, I mean, like, you don't, we don't know that for sure. Like, you get the vibe. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's a take, but we can, like, sit here and, like, let's just, we, we just assume that they're all just a bunch of party idiots and all they care about is, is what you've mentioned. But, like, we don't know that for sure. But that's just the vibe you get when you watch the way they act, like, off the ice or the way they play even on the ice with how, like, immature they are is the word has been thrown around all year. But, like, if they keep playing like they keep they keep playing, like, they're not going to be A-list celebrities in this city. You keep playing like you did on Saturday and the other night against the Penguins, the first game. Like, you got to be careful. It's a slippery slope. This town will turn on you quick. Well, they've got it. Quick. A, and they, that, that's where the, the maturity again, our favorite word, comes in. And they got to be more consistent, dude. They got to go into Florida on Thursday night. And they have to win. Well, like, what what do you think Kyle Dubas, like, like, what... I honestly don't think, like... He, he obviously doesn't think that's the problem. Like, if you were just to take Dubis and put him in a room and, and get him one-on-one and gave him the truth serum. I think he does, man. Like, What, I, like, what do you think he, like, what he actually believes deep down in his soul? I think he's, okay, I think Kyle Dubis is committed to the analytical way of building a team. So I don't, I think he's learning the lesson of intangibles that, we and I specifically have talked so much about on this podcast. But still, I think he he's so committed to possession and all those types of things, okay? Like, if you possess the puck more, your chances of winning the game increase. That is what Kyle Dubas believes, and that's that's true, okay? His coach, Ryan, has come out who he trusts unequivocally, okay? His coach has come out and called out the maturity of the team. And like I I just said, I I wouldn't be surprised, Ryan, if you got him alone and said, what's the problem? These kids are all immature and they don't get it. Because that is the problem. Yeah, what do you do about that? You just have to let, like, you just have to go through the growth. Like, Ryan, look at Ovechkin. Like, you just said, but, like, you you were just about to say growing pains. Like, it's yeah, just. I was, but you just, just look at Ovechkin. Took I know. Took him years to figure it out. Like, it literally took him years to figure it out. And the problem is the league has gone in a, such a direction where the the Leafs were forced. Like, everyone getting on Dubas for handing out these contracts. What the hell is the guy supposed to do? Right? Like you're in you're in a situation where their entry level deals are up. You have to pay them if you want them to play. That's just the way the league has gone. So he's in a no win situation. And they, they drafted and developed a certain way that this was their core. They're they're all young kids. And the the real conversation I want to have, Ryan, is like Tavares. Like, would you do that? All over again. Because you have the big three. And the big three. Matthews. Marner. Nylander. 
were always going to get signed. They were always going to get their money, right? You brought in, you pursued John Tavares and you added that $11 million to your cap. And his yeah. leadership ability isn't proving to be all that great. Now, he played really well tonight against Tampa. And I love Johnny. I don't want to make this like a crap on Johnny segment. But like... If, no, if no, I you, get it. I get it. You I do, get where you're coming from. Would you do that again? Like, I and I don't want to be rash, but like looking... Like, no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it again. Because I, I'm looking... Like, I... Like, it, he he brings something to this team. He had a career year last year. Like we can't forget, he was he was a he was dominant last year. Him and Marner. I don't want to act like he's been brutal his whole stint with the Leafs. But if you look at like you look at their defense tonight, man. Like Riley's gone, Muzzin's gone. There's your two rookie, totally undersized Swedish defensemen on your third pair. Yeah, that you can barely put on the ice. Yeah. Because every time they're out there, they just kept getting manhandled and making Just, bad decisions. Justin Hole is playing first pair minutes. Yeah, and I don't want to get on those guys because they're rookies. Like it's yeah. it's a hard situation to be in. Like just imagine. Yeah. Just like it's it. But this is what happens. It's everything is just boils down to me. The problem everything boils down to expectations. And. This core was supposed to do a lot better than what they're doing. It's supposed to show a lot more than what they've been showing. And it's just... And you can talk about toughness all you want. You, you brought in Kyle Clifford. He can fight. He can forecheck. He's dropped the mitts a couple times. Makes no difference if you bring one guy in. No, no. It, it's it's the simple fact that... Like, we don't want to wait till Matthews and Marner are 28 years old like it took Ovi. It took Ovi till he was, like, in his late 20s to figure it out. Yeah. But we don't want to wait for that because we were told that we drafted all these guys and they were going to develop on their entry levels, get signed, and then they'd be mature and ready to go. And it's just, it it hasn't been that. No. And it's setting you back a year. And another tried. year from winning a round, another year from getting your fan base yeah. more excited, yeah. another year of wearing down Maple Leaf fans who are so sick of failure in this city. Like, that's what it is. And like, I'm not going to sit here and say that they haven't tried to, like, surround them with leadership. Like, they had Patty Marlowe here. They Like, Johnny. Like, it just Jason Spezza. Like, they just... It they, starts from the top, though. Yeah, and, like, I'm sorry, like... Your your core because you're right. Tavares had a career year last year, but when I think of the guys who are going to drive this team, it's the big three. And I don't want to sit and crap on William Nylander too much. I thought he played really, really well tonight against the Lightning, and I think he's been pretty good all year. And like Matthews is getting his goals, and he's but like uh, I don't know thirty four. Yeah, 34, man. He needs to be. He's. I just. I, I want him to, to hit that Connor. I, I'm having. I'm in a bit of denial about Austin Matthews because, like, you look at the numbers and the numbers are incredible. Like, they really are. Like, they're. They're. He's. He's in the hunt for the Rocket Richard. Okay. But it's just like, I'm waiting for Matthews to hit that McDavid switch and I, and he's just not. And I'm just sitting there going, like, is this guy like? Well, maybe he doesn't have it in him. That, that's yeah, the question right? you got to ask yourself. Right? He doesn't have it in him at this moment. I know. It's like you may have your forty-three Genos, 
And maybe we just watch you too much. Maybe yeah. we don't watch enough of Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby to Dude, know what I they do on a nightly basis. I had that exact thought tonight. You just, I was sitting watching the game tonight, and I uh, I put on Twitter tonight. I said 34 doesn't have much. And then after I said that, I was like, you know, like maybe maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I don't watch enough Connor McDavid. Like maybe there's nights where Connor McDavid is just invisible. I don't know. I know. But, but when these teams especially Sid and Malkin and Ovi and the older guard who who dominate, whenever they play the Leafs, they look like legends. I know. Like, like Crosby was a little bit invisible in that second game, but, like, that first game, dominant. Yeah. Look at Ovi's goal-scoring stats against the Leafs throughout his career. Yeah. Just yeah. just dummies them. Yeah. And, and, and Austin, it's like, man, like, you do get paid to score all these goals, but you just – there's that factor of just like I'm taking over this hockey game right now yeah. that just isn't there. Yeah. Which yeah. may sound dumb to some people. Like I totally get if you want to message me back and be like, dude, oh, there's some people chill, dude. bro. He's yeah, got 70 dude, some, yeah. whatever and he's got 43 Genos. Like what what else do you want? Yeah. And a part of me is like, all right, screaming at their at their system right now because there are people like you know me, man, a month or so ago Two months ago, I went off on Matthews on this podcast and got some heat for that. Yeah, and and like maybe maybe we're being unfair. And it's it's Marner too. Like I don't want to just pick on Matthews, but it's Marner too. Like so oh yeah, Marner's yeah. the like just watch the guy. He's the king of little jokes. Like he's a little yep. jokester. Yeah, like he's just a little 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 funny guy. Like, and that's you know, true. Like, if, you're, if we're gonna sit here and like say these things about Matthews, like Mar- I, they're, to Mitch, me, Mar- they gotta be looped in the same conversation. We got. Maybe Dude. we gotta stop singling out Austin Matthews all the time. And you know what? If you're gonna look at Austin Matthews and someone's gonna make the overpaid argument, you've got the stats to back it up. And Mitch Marner, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I look at the cap hit for Matthews and it doesn't make my skin crawl as much as the cap hit for Marner or Tavares. Doesn't. Or Tavares, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's like maybe, maybe we're being too hard, but it's just like I, I. I'm just like, not like tonight. It's like, oh man, thank God, man. They really needed that win. They really showed up and they really played well. It's like cool. Yeah. Like, like I'm Mar- not fall. I'm not falling into this. Like I'm not falling into this again. There's, there's, there's a lot of work to be done and you still have to prove a lot to this fan base for us to be like stoked. Cause right now all we can smell is a, is a squeak in to the playoffs and a, thrashing in the first round well that depends on you that's what I'm I, I, I wanted to get I want to get your take on this as well like well first of all it's like the, the most interesting game of the season so far I feel like we say this every week but the most interesting game of the season to me so far is Thursday night against Florida because they've had two days in Florida and I'm sure knowing this um coaching staff one of them will be a day off so we'll see how ready to, to go they are in Florida. But I don't know, man. Like, like they, I think they have a, they, they, if they're going to make the playoffs, they have the best chance against the Tampa Bay Lightning than they do any other potential opponent, in my opinion. And the way that the wild card is going, it's going to be either Tampa or Boston if Tampa can catch the Bruins. But I think, like, I thought, I think they can hang with Tampa. I don't know if they can hang with Boston. Well, if you're if you're a diehard talking buds, like that was how many times did we debate that last year? Oh, when yeah, things so were much. actually going pretty well, we would yeah. just we would 
every episode. Who would you rather face? Yeah. Well, I thought they played well uh, tonight against Tampa. Well, at this point, it's like, why? Tampa just wins by default. Yeah. Not beating the Bruins, but proven. Yeah, no, 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 they're not. Especially this year, man. It's literally been proven. Yeah, like we can't do it. We cannot. Yeah. Especially it is. It is impossible for this team to pull that off. Just to run it back here for uh, a few seconds, we were talking about Matthews versus Marner a few minutes ago. Matthews has forty-three Genos, and Marner has fifteen. Now Marner has forty-six assists, but like. If you're gonna if if we're gonna dog Matthews about not being in the Hart Trophy conversation, like the guy's at least in contention for the Rocket Richard. So there's your argument against him being overpaid. Whereas the, I think there is a valid one for Mitch Marner. Oh yeah, for sure. And and goals goals count for more than assists. If you listen to all the analysts on TSN and Sportsnet, I've heard that come out of their mouths a million times. So you got you got to look at Marner the same way. But it's just Austin. It's easy to talk about Austin though, because you just you you want the most out of him because he he was the savior. Yeah, like he was truly the savior. Right? Like, he's just he's got a different it's just expectation. Such a mental on him. thing for me, man. Like it's just it is. It's like it's such a mental thing for me. Like I look at him like you're the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of my lifetime. That's, that's how I that that's the. I'd still put Matts ahead of him. Uh, well, I I put him in that on that pedestal. Like you're you're one of the all time great Maple Leafs, and you know how I feel about Dougie. Yeah, but Dougie Dougie wasn't here. What Dougie wasn't a career leafer. Like you're hoping this guy's a career leafer. Well, he only signed but, a five year deal. Yeah, but when which, you're thinking about it, it's like you get five more years of this. Yeah, four more years, which brings me to the th- brings me to what I wanted to say earlier when you were like waiting for him to until he's 28 to figure it out like Ovi. It's like, he might not be here by the time he figures it out, man. No, like, there's no guarantees gone. that he's signing here. There's no guarantees. He's signing here after that five-year deal. None. No zero. So th- put that in your <sighs> mind. Think about that. What a disaster that'd be a, eh? Oh my God. Man. Just middle around for the rest of his contract. We're just miserable. And he just packs it up and leaves. Goes, goes somewhere like, Everyone would the the prediction would be that he'd be going to Arizona, but I I could see him going to like the New York Rangers or something like some like big hockey market in the U.S. Yeah, I don't see him going to Arizona. Yeah, if if we're if we're for the things we're chirping him about about caring about stuff off the ice, I I doubt Arizona's his spot. Yeah. What do you think of Freddie Anderson tonight? I thought he was good. I thought he was I thought he was decent. Like the other night he he was just getting pelted. Yeah. Like he was just back to old Freddie getting pelted again on Saturday. Yeah. And then he was good against the the Penguins too. He finally got his uh shutout. So I have to uh I have to ask where like we need to do i want to create a segment on the show where like we check in with you about how you feel about william nylander how do you feel about william nylander ryan because i i've done a 180 on the guy this season well it's a it's expectation yeah like I, i've done a what 180 if, what on willie was season? making 11 million right now he's been way but you know he's been way better than marner was he scored the bulk more. of the season? But yeah, yeah, but 
You're right. If he was making eleven million, maybe it would be different. But he's making Dude, six it, six nine. The bar he set for himself last year, and the bar he's frankly set for himself his entire career, like just him playing somewhat better is going to seem like a world's difference. I think he's a good hot. Like I, he's always going to drive me nuts. Like just like he's, Marner's driving me just as crazy right now with his play. Like Nylander does when when he. When he's playing like he used to, but like there's no denying the fact. Like the guy's putting the biscuit in the basket this year and he scored an unreal goal tonight. And he's been a catalyst for them for the past since Keefe took over, basically. But let's see let's see if they like let's see if we're forgetting about big boy time if they get there. Yep. Like big right now time. it just seems like life or death because it's like we need to get in the playoffs and then stuff happens like Saturday and you're like, Oh, whatever. If they make the playoffs, they suck anyways. So who cares? But then, but once you're in the, once you're in the dance, you're in the dance and you can change a lot of people's minds. Once you, once you get in that series and you do something. Big so Willie, like Willie, I can't, I can't get on Willie right now. I'm not, I'm not 180, but he's, he's, he shut my mouth. So, because they got the win tonight, the narrative is going to switch now to because there was a lot of people the last couple of days talking about how like if they implode here, you're going to have to dismantle the core, right? Yeah, that's a little. This see, this is where it starts to get crazy, dude. Like, right? What do you, what do you think about when guys start freaking saying stuff like that? I think if they go out with a whimper, you need to look at trading one of the big boys to sort of reconfigure the makeup of the team. Do I think you need to quote-unquote dismantle the core? Like, I'll tell you right now, okay? Awesome Matthews is not going anywhere, regardless of what happens. John Tavares is not going anywhere. There's some people, like a coworker, and I had this conversation today, and he disagreed with me, so maybe I'm wrong, but I just find it so hard to believe that at his age, people are going to take John Tavares at his cap hit. Like I, I know San Jose offered him like thirteen million a couple years ago. What it was that was two years ago. This is now, and I just don't see another team taking John Tavares. Yeah, you have to look at a, a retained salary situation. Yes. William Nylander, I think, at six nine is pretty good value. Well, strike when the iron's hot. That's what I. That's what I'm starting to think. Well, we need to keep Andreas Janssen and Casper Kapanen. Look at them now. Yeah, right. So, like, strike. Sometimes you gotta strike when the iron's hot with these guys. And I know it's hard to let go of your your best pals, but it's it's if you're a big Nylander fan or Marner fan, gonna, Ryan. If you're gonna if you're gonna really because we talked about the blue line. The blue line's terrible. Like, and it's not even anyone's fault. It's just the fact that they're riddled with injuries. Like if Muzzin's out for a significant period of time, oh my God. Yeah, it's stiff back there. Yeah, like, oh my God. Whoa, Justin Hull. Yeah, how, just, how's, how's your career turnaround? Yeah, guy was literally in the press box for three quarters, more, like over half the season last year. Most of the season last year, he was in the press box. Now he's on the first pair. Playing like 25 minutes tonight. Like, man. How much? How much did I say? He had yeah twenty five forty nine for Justin Hole tonight. Oh my god! Hey, he was out there like a Maple played half the third, the most of any Maple Leaf. 
in tonight's game. He's the, so, he's the new. He kind of reminds me of Matt Hunwick a bit. <laughs> you know Babs used to throw Hunwick a out name, there all the time? There's a name that I have not heard in a long time. Matty Hunwick. It reminds me when Babs used to throw Hunwick oh, on the yeah, ice all the time. I thought he was a legend. Matty Hunwick. He loved Matty Hunwick. And then yeah, Ron Good Hainsey. pro. What would you do to have Ron Hainsey back there right now? Honestly. Like, I'd be right. down. Right. Remember when everyone just hated Ron Haynes? He'd be their best defenseman right now. Yeah. Well, would you take, uh, well, I don't know if it's a dumb question or not, would you take a Hainsey or a Barry? Uh, probably you Barry. Know, probably Barry. You're, you know, you're going to you fall but. over when I say this, but Tyson Barry. Yeah. I, I, Ryan, no one has, uh, has dogged Barry in this city and in this fan base more than me, but. You know what? He, I think he's he was good in the power play tonight, and when he finally just decides he's gonna let one rip from the uh, from the point on the power play, it usually works out for him. So I don't know why he doesn't do it more. But yeah, Tyson Berry. Anyways, let's let's get back to what the initial question was. Here's what I think. Okay, if they don't make the playoffs, or if they make the playoffs and get dummy so if they make the playoffs and lose in four or five you have to do something significant to change the the makeup and the dna of the team which means you have to trade someone of significance it's like to me kapanen and Janssen aren't of significance you're not going to get that much of a return back for either one of them right so it's like so trading those guys kind of goes like, all right, we'll, we'll look to move you and hopefully we can get something back. You have to move someone of consequence. And right now, my leading candidate of someone of consequence to move is Mitch Marner. Yeah, I figured you'd say that name. Like that's, that's, and again, I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying if they find themselves in a situation where they really, really, really go out with a whimper this year, and that's something you want to do. He's the guy I'm looking at as to who we're going to move to try and get a piece, like a significant piece to fix the blue line. Oh man. That's just think about the pressure. Like if you're going to, if you're going to pull the trigger on that, like, man, that, that is, that is a gamble that is going all in on yep. trading somebody and trying to get your value and, and more in return. Like Ryan, that's, I got two words for you, buddy. DeMar DeRozan. Like, Masai Ujiri knew he had to change the makeup of the team. Granted, he got Kawhi Leonard back, and I don't know if you're going to get an, a player of that elite caliber for Mitch Marner. But, like, if they find themselves in this situation, and I keep wanting to stress that because there are so many people in this fan base. Man, it's you know what I'm seeing with this Leaf fan, fan base? It's the same... Like, you, people just get so attached to these players. And it's like, I'm not saying trade them, but I'm saying you you have to have expectations higher than what they are. It's like, do you think this would be acceptable in, in Boston? No. If they had a terrible year like this, there'd be major change. And, and you saw the same thing with the Blue Jays a few years ago when they made it to back-to-back ALCSs and then... Like everyone, when they started moving up Batista and Tulowitzki and Edwin and stuff, people are just up in arms. And it's like, you can't hold on to these guys forever. 
And I know it's not the same comparison because those guys are much older than what Marner is, but you have to be willing to make a change if you feel like your team has plateaued. Yeah, it's it's a it's a gamble, but it's it, you just gotta let it go. Like you can't. You're right. It's just like you get the, you just get too attached to these guys, and you it's so much hope for them to to come in here and finally turn this franchise of nightmares around and give us the the success we're all just dying for. And and letting a piece of that go is scary. I like it, no doubt. Like even I'm kind of like meh. But like at some point, you, you don't have a choice. But you don't want to have a team. Line, even even with everyone fully healthy, I still don't think your blue line is good enough. So y- you've got to fix that. Yeah, dude, they can't get out of their own zone. They have no idea what to do in their own zone. Like oh, the the defensive positioning and and the horrendous and the the stick the. Knowing what to do with the stick and actually getting that extra step on a guy to to close the gap or or to make a check or take a body or poke a puck away like it's just always a step or two behind, always leaving an open man. Like that's that's it's hard to believe how a collection. I guarantee you take you take any one of these guys and you put them on the Washington Capitals. They'll be in the D zone covering guys, making the right play. Yeah, but for yeah. some reason, you put on this uniform, you bring a collection of guys in here, and the, all of a sudden they just don't know how to well, they, defend anymore. They've gone from the Babcock stretch pass to this new thing where it's like, don't give up possession. So they called it out on the broadcast a couple times tonight where it's like, and like, like I don't, I don't want to go off like praising Greg Millen here. Like, let's be, let's be. Okay, clear yeah, about don't, that don't you dare do that but like a couple times tonight where where Pierre Engvall has the puck and he just like he like he's at he's at his own like um the top of the circle in the leaf zone and he passes it backwards and it's like well what are you doing oh, dude count the take a you want a fun drinking game take a take a drink every time the Leafs make a back pass oh my god they love hammered by the end of the first pass. They love you'll, a you'll good You'll be hearing a lot pass. of this. Uh, Every time you make a back pass, you'll be done your beer in about three minutes. Buddy, I, I I, need to make a correction on behalf of both of us, okay? For weeks, we've referred to him as good guy Pierre Engvall. I'd like to change that to just a guy, Pierre <laughs> Engvall. I knew that was coming floats around out there yeah just a face face. like what are you looking at i know thinking right now i know i know i know i know know. man i know Nah, i'm sure he's a good guy i'm sure he works hard i i like him like like at the end of the day he's in their bottom six like he's a bottom six but like are we gonna sit here and pin all these like it's a collection it's a it's a everything adds up into what the result of this team has been this year, but like I don't want to rag on a third liner who's played half the season dude, for dude. And blame it on their problems. But I, I, he's he's the 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 excitement has worn off on Pierre Engvall. Dubis, I just goes like saying his name. Dubis goes as Pierre speaking, Engvall. Speaking of just speaking of just a guy, Dubis goes out and gets this guy Dennis Malgin. And Keith plays him seven minutes tonight. He's just like, okay. Thanks, Dennis Malkin. 
Yeah, let's 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 replace Andreas Janssen with a worse version of Andreas Janssen, which is hard to do. <laughs> but but Kyle Kyle's figured it out. Oh yeah, oh, Kyle. Yeah. I I think Kyle has like a like in his contact list on his phone. He has every single player under the height of five foot eleven. Yeah, on 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 his text, ready to. And I'm sorry, like ready just, to pick it up every time. I know that's the low hanging fruit chirp for Dur- Dubis Durbus. <laughs> I almost, I almost <laughs> called him Durbus. <laughs> he's, he's he's doing his job like a Durbus this year. <laughs> yeah. That's the low hanging fruit chirp for Dubis, but like it's like he does it to himself, man. Like what do you like? Like they just bring this guy in last week, and you're just like, uh, I didn't even put it on our Instagram because I was like, I'm not acknowledging this. Like they're yeah. bringing in this this guy from Florida. Oh, whoop de doo, uh, Dial Kubis. That's what he looked like the other day doing the press conference. Yeah, he looked like he like like the the look on his face. Like man, just just. Whoa, bro! Get, have a cup of coffee. Like, have a yeah. seepies. He looked like he hasn't had a good night's sleep <laughs> in in a while since since Thursday when they beat Pittsburgh four four nothing. Yeah, it's... and then he slept just fine that night. I'm sure he'll get finally have his good sleep tonight, and then we're all just gonna sit. He, like the rest of us, is gonna sit on pins and needles for the next 48 hours, thinking, okay, what are we gonna see on Thursday night in Florida after these guys have had a day off? Yeah, I want to hear. I want. I want everybody who has the time tomorrow to tune into sports radio and. And let's get the temperature on on what people are saying. Like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Fixed. I, I can't. I yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait tomorrow. Where it's like, you know what? If they keep playing like that, yeah. Oh yeah. Then yeah. then this, this is fixed, a, this. Ryan. They're they're a contender when they play like this, Ryan. It's fixed. And it's like every other game. They're, yeah. they're, it's fixed, and then it's broken, and then it's the most embarrassing loss in history, and then it's a great effort, like. But that's what, in Whoa. fairness, dude, in fairness, like, could you imagine if we did this podcast every day? Yeah, it'd be brutal. Well, right? It's like, so in, in fairness to the sports radio guys, it's like, it's hard, man. Like, it, I know, because you actually got to, like, create content. Yeah. At the time we're on here, just being like, yeah, they suck. What else yeah. can we say? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong. I'm Kyle Dubas. I don't know what's wrong. <sighs> All right, we didn't do it last week. We did uh, totally unqualified takes, but let's do it this week. Let's do bums and beauties. Hit the music. It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, buds. That's right, bums and beauties. Ryan, I'll go first, and I'm going to start with my beauty of the week. And even though he left the game tonight with a hand injury, I want to say Jake Muzzin. Uh, I thought he played really good tonight before he left. Um, He's a guy that I do think has some leadership qualities and those intangibles that I talk about. And uh, he signed a nice contract extension, which I think doesn't hurt the Leafs, and I think a team that is desperate for NHL-caliber defensemen... um, we're going to need him. He bring he also brings a physical edge to the team. I know he's been like hot and cold so like throughout the year, but I just he he just brings an element that this team doesn't have. This guy who's won a cup before. 
I think he's an important piece, and I'm glad he's going to be sticking around for a few more years. Jake Muzzin, beauty of the week for me. Uh, I'm not going to go beauty of the week. I'm just going to go overall beauty because I, I re, re-listened to our last episode for a bit, and the thing we forgot to praise is the play of Jack Campbell when he did play those games. I and feel the like, personality of yeah, Jack I, Campbell. Yeah, I feel like we totally missed out on the Jack Campbell love train. Yeah, we did. Especially me, because I was a huge fan of the way that guy was it played in net. Like, he was phenomenal. And it, it's hard to come here, and it, it's a goalie graveyard. And he hasn't, he hasn't seen some action in a bit, but to just, just to have a solid goalie that you just felt confident in for once and, and just... Seems like an overall beauty, so that's my beauty of the month, let's say. Ah. Jackie Campbell. I agree with you. And I liked I lo- he just seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he played he played really well. He played he played awesome. And it was nice to see. Okay. Bum of the week for me, Mitch Marner. Um, we talked about him earlier. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. I don't know where his head is at. Um, I think he's been the worst of the quote unquote core during this stretch. Um, I think he makes stupid comments after the game. Like he says things like talking about his own effort and we need to work on our work ethic. And to me, it just comes off as him saying things that he thinks everyone wants to hear. And he just comes off like a complete doofus so mitch marner bum of the week yeah i'll go to my bum of the week uh the nhl for their whole emergency goalie situation putting the leafs in like the worst situation of all time on the biggest broadcast of the week where they either lose and get completely embarrassed a professional hockey team getting completely embarrassed or they come back and win that league, win that game, and all of a sudden your league and that team is in question for cheating and it not being fair. And Dubas was right. And the more I thought about it, I, I, I agree with him. It, it was an absolute no-win situation, even though it does not excuse the Maple Leafs' effort at all. I was upset as anyone about how they played. That was the worst game I've ever seen them play. It was worse than the Pittsburgh game. It was terrible. But I just... They got the NHL's got to figure that out because that was just that that was embarrassing for the league. No, no, nothing, no, nothing against the goalie. Like happy for the guy, but it it, it was embarrassing. They got to clean that up. So that that's my bum of the week. Don't disagree with that, buddy. So I think uh, I think we can wrap this up here. Um, Thursday night in Florida, Saturday night in Vancouver. What do you What do you think? I just want to see more Pontus Aberg. Actually, no, let me let me say that again. It's Thursday night in Florida, Saturday night at home against Vancouver. Pardon me. You want to see more Pontus Aberg? Yeah, Aberg, Aberg. Aberg. What was... Um, no, the two tough games coming up. Panthers, Canucks, like two legit hockey teams. They're going to... Yep. Tough games, need Ws. Let's go. What... Uh, Let's let's have a little more consistency than just one game, please. What was your big uh, takeaway from the trade deadline? Oh, it's, it's always a bust to me. You're not winning a Stanley Cup off the trade deadline. Like I, you could you could bolster your lineup all you want, 
for these other hockey teams, but it's just, I, I just don't think a move at the deadline, it's very a low percentage chance that the guy you're bringing in is going to make the world's difference and make you better. Unless you're clearing out cap space. Sorry, I got the hiccups here. Unless you're clearing, clearing out cap space or, or whatever, like you can do that, but just, and the Leafs, like, what, what were the Leafs going to do? Like, what are you going to trade Tyson no. Berry? And now no. you got Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren on the second pair. Like, you, they had no choice. Like, you can't trade Tyson Berry. Yeah, no. The guy plays over 20 minutes a night. Yeah. No, he eats up a ton of ice time. Like, he's the only just... way I would the only way you could is if, like, like there's a rumor that Jimmy Benning was going to offer the sun and the moon for Tyson Berry, which you like something you couldn't say no to. And I believed it. Cause it's Jimmy Benning. If Jimmy Benning was like, I'll give you our first rounder. I wouldn't say no to that. No, absolutely not. Right. Especially from that guy. Yeah. Great. Ha- best hair of any GM in the league. Yeah. The overdrive guys talk about that all the time. Anyway, I think that'll do it for this week. I'm really, really interested to see what the mood is like when we're back here. Hello, everybody. Have a good one. See you next week. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the podcast about broadcast. Every week since 2016, we've been bringing on broadcast leaders to talk about their experiences in radio, what they've seen, and where they believe it is all going. If you live and love radio, subscribe to the Sound Off Podcast with Matt Kundle wherever you get your podcasts.